Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Spilling Lemonade podcast. This is your host, Cami Nelson. I am here with a very special guest today. Her name is Millie from the Instagram Millie is Recovering. And I am so stoked to be talking about committing to recovery with her today. Hi, I'm so happy to be here with you, Cami, and I'm really excited to be talking about this. So Yes, yeah. I think we both are very, very excited. Um, I hope that your day is going well, kind of just before we get into this, and I hope you're able to benefit or gain something from today's episode or hear a different perspective on things. Um, yeah, so without further ado, I guess we can just kind of get into it. Um, I'll start off with a question, I guess. I think one thing really important in the genre of committing to recovery is having some sort of like strategies for the days that you don't want to commit for the days that you want anything else, but to commit to recovery, you know, and the ED thoughts are really loud. What are some strategies or things you do on those days to stay in recovery? Yeah, hundred percent. So I think this has been a really huge thing for me at least in the past couple of months where I'm like, I don't really want to do this because it's hard and I know I'm going to feel because I want a better life for me and I want to be able to do all the things that I couldn't do if I were to engage in my eating disorder. So I think something that's been really helpful for me is just keeping a list at hand of things that kind of come with recovery for example having more energy to do stuff I like um, being able to figure skate is a really big one for me as I know for a fact that if I am to go back then I won't be able to skate and also just being able to go out with friends and being present in the moment which is something that with an eating disorder you're just not able to do you're just like not there never so I think that's something really big for me and if not I'd say maybe just talking to a friend or getting your mind off of things for a little while because it can be difficult to commit to recovery every day especially when it's so overwhelming at times so those are two things I usually do to get me through yeah, I think that was like a really good answer and kind of to add on to that. I know for me that on the days where I really don't want to, I'm not even going to lie. Like I've been having quite a few of those days recently and it's been harder than usual not to like I haven't generally speaking, I don't really get eating disorder thoughts anymore. But I would say in the last two weeks, they've kind of come back after months of not having them. And I've been combating them with I have a list on my phone just in my notes app where I've been keeping like, okay, like I just keep adding on to it. It's like a very long list at this point. Like every single reason that I want to be in recovery, whether it's like a silly reason, a serious reason, like all the reasons and just kind of adding them up. That's been helpful as well as just reminding myself of like the reality. I feel like oftentimes your eating disorder is going to glamorize going back to it, but the reality is that it's really going to suck. Like if you talk to someone who's actively in an eating disorder, they're never going to be like, oh, yeah, that's a good decision. Like, I'm so happy. Like, that's just not the reality of being in an eating disorder. And I think sometimes it can get 
translated wrong in our heads. Like I know for me, at least I might see it and I'm like, oh, but you'll be so happy if you're sick again. But that's just not the truth. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, I think many times whenever I want like just to go back, um, my ED will go like, you were happier when you were sick or perhaps, you know, people cared more about you or they showed that they cared more. But I think it's really important to just remind ourselves that people still care about us even when we're not sick they might just show it in a different way so perhaps when i was ill people would show they cared by worrying all the time and being there and constantly wanting to make sure you're okay and i think that might at times we might crave that when we're not ill um later on but it's really important to remind myself to um, think that people still care about me they are just showing it in a different way like my family are still there for me and my friends still love me and care about me even if I'm not engaging in my eating disorder which I think is important just to keep in mind as it really tends to be like a really big thing in recovery that we want to go back because we like well it's not us, but our eating disorder glamorizes um, us being sick and ill and the, I guess, the consequences that it brings when really, as you said, it's just you're going to be miserable all the time. So it's not worth it. I absolutely agree with that. And like one thing to add on is that I was thinking, <laughs> sorry, that I was thinking about was that I feel like even if you're not wanting to be ill consciously, like I know, especially in the beginning of my eating disorder, I had a lot of thoughts where I was like, no, no, no. It's just about wanting to be smaller. Like, I don't want to be sickly thin. I don't want to be sick. I just want to have, in quotes, a good body. Like, I didn't know a lot about eating disorders. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've learned, and I was in quite a denial for, is that it really, truly is never about the it's never, even if it feels like it, it's not about your body. It's about so much more than that. And like, even if I didn't know then that I wanted to be sick, I would never have gone to the extremes that I did that I knew would cause me subconsciously knew that they would cause me to be sick. If I didn't, some part of me want to be sick. And even if it doesn't start wanting to be sick, I definitely think once you have those ED thoughts in control, it can definitely lean towards you want to be sick. And yeah, I just wanted to add that because I definitely think for people listening who are like, no, like, I don't, I don't want to be sick. Just like to really consider the possibility that you have some subconscious thoughts happening as well. And I mean, it's not the same for everyone. Not everyone's the same, but there is a possibility there. Um, and then my second thought was that, yeah, just I think one thing I've tried is if I can identify the need that my eating disorder is filling, for example, how you were talking about, I don't feel like I'm getting loved or I feel like people aren't worrying about me or loving me, then one thing I do is I try to fill that need in another way and I even vocalize it to the people around me. So, you know, saying, for example, like last night, I was like, 
I need love. Like to my parents, I was like, I don't feel loved right now. Like I need some attention, which I feel like is such, I could talk for hours about how it's okay to ask for attention. Like it's a normal thing to want, especially when you're not getting enough of it. But yeah, and I was just like, I want attention. I want love. Like, let's play a game together. Let's like, I need some affirmations from you guys. And then I felt I, it did help me. Like I felt a lot better and the ED urges went a lot down because I felt like my needs were getting met. Yeah, I I think that's such a huge thing for me too. Um, I guess growing up, I always felt like I couldn't ask for the things I wanted, right? So if I was feeling like I didn't have enough attention, I would never openly say it because I thought it was wrong for me to want more attention when really I wasn't getting any. So I guess identifying those thoughts, as you say, has been really beneficial for me in my recovery, being able to actually say like, okay, this is what I need. And then not judging what I need. For example, if I'm saying like, I need more love from my friends or from my loved ones, then it's like, okay, I'm feeling this way and I'm not going to question why I'm feeling it. But I, it's something that I need to have, per se, and it's okay that I need that. So I think, yeah, it might be complicated at times to um, accept the things you're feeling or that we want. But then again, having our needs met is such an important thing for us not to go back into self-destructive behaviors, I guess. So... Yeah, I really agree with what you're saying. And I think it's such an important thing to realize that can change the whole perspective you have on many things once you like get a hang of it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I believe that it's so important to recognize that oftentimes if you're not, like if you're craving something, it's because that need isn't sufficiently being met. And that's okay. Like how you had said, I think it's so important once you identify the need that not to judge it. I know that's something I personally am still working on, especially if it's something that society has told us is like a negative connotation of something to need. For example, like when I realize I need attention, that's like the hardest one for me to be like, oh my gosh, like you're attention seeking, but there's nothing wrong with that it probably means that you're having some neglect in your life and that you need more attention and that's an okay thing to need and my other thought was that there's so many different kinds of needs that might not be getting met like I could think of so many off the top of my head and I'll share a few is like I know sometimes people struggle with like I need an identity I need to know who I am and so the eating disorder becomes the identity or there could be like I need to be good at something so I can be good at having an eating disorder. I can be good at weight loss. So I can be good at being thin or whatever it is. I can be good at being sick. So, you know, sometimes just finding a new, I mean, it's, it's never as easy as it sounds. So I also don't want to make it sound like it's easy. Uh, it's incredibly difficult, but to consider trying to be good, you know, finding a different thing you can be good at that's healthier or um, I need people to think I'm desirable like, I feel like nothing in my life is desirable, so I want my body to be 
or there's so many different complex thoughts that are going on with an eating disorder. And this is just something I'm really starting to get down to in my own right now. Um, but I just wanted to share that. Yes, thank you for sharing that. Um, I guess many of us have felt throughout our journey with an eating disorder and in recovery. Um, but that thing you said about identity really struck me because I think it has been one of the things that has kept me away from recovery at times or that has made me go back. I think, of course, as you say, there's so many other things going on that perhaps make you relapse or go back to behaviors because it's not as simple as maybe I want to look smaller, right? We can say that as an, you know, as an overview of a thought, but really there's so many other things happening that triggers a relapse or et cetera. So I think that one like thought, identifying it has been so helpful for me because at least part of my eating disorder was like, I felt like I had no identity and in a way I felt like I was invisible to other people and truly I didn't know who I was right so I felt really lost and then having this eating disorder meant I at least had something that I could make my own that I could make an identity out of even if it wasn't the best thing um because of course it isn't what's best for you but um whenever I'm in recovery and I find myself really struggling sometimes if I like want to identify what I'm feeling is like I don't want to let go of this identity because then I am unsure as to who I am I don't know what I am anymore and I feel like it's been my whole life for such a long time that if I were to let go of this then what would I do, you know, what would I be? And I think for that, um, for me, what I've, it's been helpful is finding other things, maybe skating or knowing that I love playing the piano, I like drawing or I like writing so I can make my life with other things that won't hurt me. And of course, it won't be easy to just say like, Oh, I'll let go of my eating disorder tomorrow and I will never go back to it because it won't happen like overnight. But I think just maybe finding other things that you can connect with and take a little bit off of your eating disorder, like weight of your life can be really helpful at times. Absolutely. Um, this is a little off topic, but one thought that you kind of, I forget what you said that made me think of this, but it struck a idea on me is last night, um, my girlfriend and I were talking about like the perfectionism in eating disorders. And we were talking about how, I know at least for me, sometimes it feels like if I say I'm in recovery, right? And I'm not doing the best in recovery. Like I'm using a behavior or my thoughts are getting loud or whatever it may be that I'm feeling like I'm not doing the best in recovery. Then I know sometimes my brain will be like, well, screw it all. Then go back to the eating disorder so you can be 
perfect in one of them. Like you can't just be okay at recovery. And I feel like giving myself that grace to have moments of weakness has been incredibly important to staying in recovery because it's really hard if you're in the mind that your recovery has to be perfect. If you use a behavior, it's going to be even harder to recover from that and get back on track than if you're like, you know what? That's okay. Like I messed up and that's fine. Like everyone makes mistakes. No one's recovery is perfect and you just move on. And the other thought I had was I think it's really important in committing to recovery, how you were talking about finding a new identity. I thought that that was like excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I thought a lot of what you said was really important and especially the part where you're talking about getting a new hobby. I feel like there's so much like getting a new identity is can be so it's so underrated because also a lot of the hobbies you can't well I mean you could in quotes do them but you can't really truly do them and do them well in an eating disorder like in the brain fog in the cold in the brittle bones like there's just in being hungry and thinking about food like it's very hard to do anything other than eat and not eat um but I think finding a good hobby that's like something you really want to do is something, at least for me, that helped me start my recovery and it helps me stay in recovery. Like I really know I want to surf and I would be surfing right now if it weren't for my knee. But I also remind myself that, um, yeah, just like of all, you know, once my knee's healthy enough, I want to be able to surf. And that's been something. And even right now, like I like doing this podcast and I like the recovered project and I can't do those things in an eating disorder. So finding things that really make it challenging to relapse are helpful, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that has been so, so helpful for me too. Because I was actually talking to my coach the other day and I was like, I I can't do this anymore. Like I'm so overwhelmed. There's so many things going on. And I think like I want to just you know, let go of everything and go back and just, you know, I can't do this anymore. And he was like, you really need to think about everything you'd be leaving behind if you were to go back. Like, I understand you're feeling overwhelmed and that you may be sad and that it may be a lot of things going on in your life and that going back feels in a way like it will be comforting and that it will bring you perhaps a little bit of peace of mind for the short term um but if you do this then you won't be able to study you won't be able to skate anymore and you have bigger goals in your life than to have an eating disorder and sustain it for the rest of your life so that was such a simple text I received from him but I think it really made me change my mind at least in that moment and say like okay I've got so many other things coming in my life and maybe right now it's not okay right now I'm not feeling well but I can get through this without having to go back to this unhealthy coping mechanism so yeah I think it's been really helpful for me to have other hobbies and stuff that's helped me keep away from using behaviors and also another thing um, with what you said about like perfectionism, 
and things with recovery not being linear, I think that's been a really big thing for me too, which I was actually talking in therapy last time um, about how a thing for me is that I'm in recovery and I'm like, I'm not doing it perfectly. I'm not per se doing as good as I thought I would be doing a year on. And so, because if, if it's not 100% better or 100% perfect all the time, then it's not worth it. And then I'll go back, as you said. Um, and I think it's really common with, the, with people with eating disorders to have this black and white mentality that it's either all or nothing. But in recovery, we can really expect it to be perfect all the time because it really will never be. There will always be up and downs and it will be linear. But at the end of the day, being in recovery and having, you know, maybe stumbling upon the way or doing things that perhaps aren't too great or too aligned with what recovery means, means to you, I think still doesn't like erase all of your progress because just recovery won't ever be linear. Um, so I guess it's something to keep in mind and to know to not be or beat ourselves up um, because we might have, you know, used a behavior or slipped once um, in the week because we can always get up again and do things, you know, commit. Absolutely. I think that was so well said and well spoken. And I think it's important uh, one thing you had said that reminded me was that I think it can be really important those you had said you know you have goals bigger than sustaining an eating disorder and I think that is such an important thing for me at least for my recovery I can't speak for everyone but is really I hope for everyone listening that you have a goal greater than shrinking your body because anyone no one deserves that to be their top priority and nobody deserves everyone deserves to do greater things in life than shrinking their body and it, it yeah it actually makes me really sad when I think about it because there's so many people out there who really whether you think about it or not your greatest goal is to shrink your body when you're in an eating disorder and there's so much more potential and there's so much more that can happen and life can be about friends and it can be about fun and it can be about, I mean, so many different things. And I even think one thing that's helped me sustain my recovery is I think about like, I always like the saying, I turned the pain into power. And I like to think about that my goals, I like to think that my goals now, that none of them include shrinking my body and that, you know, that I'll do things much greater than that. I don't know. Um, with that said, we are kind of nearing with the end of the episode that I was uh, intended for today, like the timeline, but we have a few more minutes. Is there any, I always offer my guests to give a closing statement Anything else that you would like to add at all? Um, now is your chance. If you do you want a minute to think about it or do you have it lined up? Um 
I think I can say it now. Um, so I think one thing I would add is to anyone listening that might be feeling like it's not worth it to keep going or that it's maybe too difficult or too overwhelming. I'd say to be patient with yourself and know that it won't be easy to commit to recovery, but that you are strong enough to keep going and that there's people out there who can help you, who are there for you. And even if you don't really believe it to be true, because many times our eating disorders can be like, no one loves you or no one cares about you or you don't deserve anything. Just take a moment to sit back and see how far you've come and know that you can get through this and that you will one day be hopefully free of your eating disorder and that you can achieve, as we said, greater things in life um, outside of shrinking your bodies, I think. That's something I would just share with others to be patient with, with yourself and not beat yourself up for having mistakes and slipping up at times. That was well said. Thank you so much. Snaps to that. Um, and just before we end the episode, I did want to say thank you so, so much to Millie. I was, this was so much fun to film and also so insightful and just your words carry a lot of power with them so thank you for that and I wanted to say thank you to anyone who listened and that I really really hope that this was beneficial to you in some way and without that said I hope you have a good rest of your day and I hope I see you at the next episode um bye